listening to the Past the Forecast podcast from Wayne 15. And I'm Adam Solarzik. And we're meteorologists at Wayne 15 in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And this is the Past the Forecast podcast. We're back. Yes, we are. It Keep is, grinding. It is the now second week of April. We've made it. It's Master's Week. It's supposed to be Master's supposed Week. supposed to be. That's going to be in November. What do you think of that? It's very interesting. Uh, I think I think the entire PGA Tour, the way they've restructured the schedule, if it comes to fruition, it's going to be very exciting. You've got, I believe, the PGA is supposed to be in August. Then they're going to play the U.S. Open in September, followed by the Ryder Cup, and then the Masters. It's just going to be back-to-back. To, it's going to be fantastic fantastic (laughs) it's gonna be awesome and then you turn around next spring and you've got four months till the masters again i mean this as much as this has been a tough situation a rough situation no doubt no doubt at least there's some light at the end of the tunnel to look forward to exactly there's there's some positive things that like yeah things aren't really the best right now but when we get through this which we will it's going to be fantastic for sports fans like you and I and everybody else that if you enjoy music concerts, there's going to be tons of concerts you can go to and things like that. It's all going to hopefully come back to some sense of normalcy, even though I don't think we're going to exactly get back to the way things were uh, prior uh, to COVID-19. But there is that little positivity that we can always shine through, and that's what we also try and do here on the Past the Forecast podcast. Yeah, I think when this is all said and done, you're going to sit back and you're going to say, wow. I want to go out to uh, to get a drink tonight with my friends, or I want to go out. Let's there's this band playing at Fort Wayne. Let's go check them out. And you're gonna go there, and I think I, I hope at least a lot of people walk away from there and and realize, okay, that was that was a luxury to get to do that. I you know, there's some things you take for granted. Oh, I think there's a lot that you take for granted. Yeah. And now when you can't, can't do, do any anymore. of it, now when you're going to get a case of beer, and they've got to come out and do a curbside pickup. You, you just never would envision that. Now when you uh, – what's a specialty store? Um, I'm trying to think. What would be something that's that's non-essential? Hardware stores open right now? Yes, they are. Hardware stores are open. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think, think of an like example. Like boutique shops and things like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, if there, if there was something that you needed for the last however long, you've been able to just say, I want it. And we're at the point now where you can just go online and order it. Bang, it's at your door like that. It's all been taken away. It's all gone. I mean, this is wild, yet we're still surviving. We're still living on. We're still finding ways to use the technology that we have to get jobs done, to get jobs done, to keep ourselves entertained, to keep to keep on keeping on, as they say. So this is an interesting time. I know I know we're sports fans and and also music fans. Um, It's going to be weird. We still got a while to go to get through this thing, but it's nice to see at least something in the distance that you would hope by November we can have the Masters. If this if this keeps going on and there's no fans at Augusta, I mean, that's one thing. But if they could still have something tangible that we could be looking forward to, I think that helps you kind of mentally start the process. This. I know the MLB has been talking about some sort of resurgence. I, I know I'm all in Arizona for like – Four months. Yeah, I think that's personally. I think that's a little much. I think they're trying to kind of 
get out there a little too fast. There's there's theories, and they're trying to figure out how best to. These are all ideas that are being pitched. Nothing set in stone. Right. Stone. And no, that was not a pun. That was just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like <laughs> just that. Just a happy accident. <laughs> but I mean, there's there's all kind of things out there. You know, I, I don't know. It's you got to have something to look forward to. Yes, you do. It's we we're going on what a month of this now, almost, and. At times it feels like a month, and other times it feels like it's flown by because we've been grinding and working every day. We have, right. And that's the we've one thing fortunate. where I, I do feel very fortunate that we've been able to come into work. We continue to do this podcast. We continue to turn stories throughout the week that a lot of times I feel as though we are trying to do stories that are shedding positive light. I've gotten to do some cool stories in the past few weeks about some Fort Wayne companies that have uh, one company is making hand sanitizer. One company is making hoods and gowns, surgical gowns for those on the front lines, and they're going to start making them and distributing them across the country. So it's kind of, it feels good to me to be able to tell that story during this time. Yes, I've, I've been able to do positive stories as well. One that comes right to the top of my mind is a 10-year-old girl going and writing thank you notes signing her name and putting them out on the cars for our uh, first responders out at Parkview. And this has been done at all the hospitals in our area and across the country, too, these gestures that we've seen. But at 10 years old, she used it was going to be the first day of her spring break, which obviously things have changed. But she was out there putting these thank you notes on ambulances and vehicles of those first responders that are out there on the front lines during this. Yeah, those are the people that I think uh – I think I think about often. I have a friend who is a paramedic, firefighter, EMS, EMT. Firefighter, EMT, there you go. Not quite a paramedic yet, but, uh, man, you know, he texts me, hey, man, I just got home from work and just found out that two people I transported yesterday in my ambulance tested positive for COVID-19. Now, he's wearing protective gear, but still, to think that you're that close to it, a lot of appreciation for those first responders, those on the front lines. And I hope that we here at Wayne and, and really anybody across the news business were able to bring those positive stories out. Yes, there's lots out there, and we'll continue to bring them to you as we find them and see them around our area and even around the country. But let's jump back onto the weather topic as we track the topics. Tracking the topics. Yes, yeah, so a little ACDC last night. We were thunderstruck, man. <laughs> yes, we were. It was... A couple nights in a row. Yeah, we had a round move in Monday night into early Tuesday, and then we had one last night, uh, recording this on Wednesday, uh, that moved in uh, right around, what, 11 o'clock or so. We started to really see some of the lightning in the distance uh, here in Fort Wayne already moving through our northern counties and tracking off to the east and south. And these were... Uh, they had the potential to be stronger than what they were. We were fortunate here that they didn't get up to their peak strength, but we still saw a little bit of everything in terms of wind and hail, lots of thunder, heavy rain. The good news is no tornadoes. Right. Tornadoes not necessarily were a major threat yesterday, which was a good thing. But at the same time, damaging wind gusts, as we talk about, can always have have an impact. And your hail. I mean, we saw a hail yesterday, not necessarily in our little sector, of Indiana, but across from Illinois to really from eastern Iowa all the way through northern Illinois into Indiana, southern Michigan, northwest Ohio, we saw pictures of hail 
That was incredible. There were golf ball-sized hail pictures that I saw. And th- these were all part of the same line of storms that eventually made their way, especially the Michigan ones that made their way into our area that were producing golf ball and even a little bit bigger-sized hail. So imagine a deluge of those size hailstones coming down and hitting your vehicle or your home. That's could cause a significant amount of damage. Yeah, I was talking to my dad yesterday. He's back northwest Indiana, just on the south side of Chicago. And he goes, hey, you know, they're talking about storms today. What do you think? I said, just put your car inside. <laughs> just put your car inside. You'll be all right. That's the number one thing is going to be the hail. I saw some pictures even, I believe it was the north side of Chicago and also out of the South Bend area. I believe there's two different pictures I saw yesterday of, of wind, uh, of windows, rather, that were car or home? a home. A home. Windows and, and some car. I saw some cars as well, just windows that were just shattered from from the hailstones. So kind of unique. Um, not necessarily maybe the number one severe weather threat we think about because it's always the lightning. It's always the thunder. You hear the thunder. Tornadoes are obviously a big thing that everyone is always – I think that's the number one thing yeah. when you think of severe weather. But then when it comes to what really impacts people, flooding is a big problem. So then there's hail in there, and, and I'd say 90% of the time we get hail. It's just pea-sized. It's small. It's not having a big impact. Which is what we saw yesterday. Here in, in Allen County, yes. we saw pea-sized. Yeah, they were a little, little bit bigger. I think we saw some marble-sized reports. Do you remember where those were? I think they were off towards our north, up towards Whitley County. I it believe. sounds right. The storms were a little more potent the further north and west you went from Allen County. So as they made their way into the central portion of our viewing area, kind of along the U.S. 30 corridor, and then moving southeast, uh, they started to lose strength a little bit. What's the biggest size hailstone you've seen? All right, so I've told the story on this podcast before, I believe. The day that really got me into weather as a kid, uh, July 17th, 2003, this had to be, it had to be inch and three-quarter, two-inch hail. Uh, we lost our roof. So that's like... Maybe uh, larger than that's that. That's like hen egg size hail. Yeah, it Which was is a obscure measurement because was, how many people know how big a hen yeah that is. was that was a little out there, Adam. Um, I that's what we used in Texas as a measurement. I got gotcha. you. Which makes sense. I I would say, it had to be up there. I mean, we lost our roof. My neighbors lost all their roofs. Um, we lost our air conditioner unit outside. Lots of dents in it, probably. That had to get replaced. <laughs> we had some windows that had to get replaced. Uh, pretty big sized hail. That came through, and it was, I think I've said this before, you walked outside that day, and it was like something out of a movie because it was July 17th, yet the lawn and the ground was just covered in hailstones that had all started, kind of started to melt together. So you had what looked like it had just snowed. There there wasn't grass, there was hail. That's how much it had hailed. It was incredible. It was incredible. That's the most significant hail I've seen um, other than last week, I told a story about storm chasing in northern Illinois in 2016. Did see some si- significant hail there, um, but was in the car for that one. So a couple events where I've seen some hail. I'm sure you have seen some larger hail when you worked in San Angelo. No, I did not actually see a ton of hail there, uh, it, personally at least. Too far west? Uh, I think we were a little too far west. I mean, we would have hail in these storms. Usually it was about quarter size, and that's probably the biggest that I saw. Um, it's a little little bit further east is where you get a little bit more moisture and you can get a little bit bigger hailstone. We'll explain how hail forms a little bit later on in this podcast. A little bit of a tease there. But uh, 
I've seen Hale uh, in video, and I'm sure you have too, and maybe our listeners have seen the videos on the internet of Hale in Texas at times that's been up near softball-sized yeah, Hale. Yeah, huge. I mean, I Four cannot five inch. imagine that coming down from the sky. That would be terrifying. Yeah, I think I've seen some of those pictures that are pushing five-inch-sized hail, five-inch uh, diameter hail, and, I mean, that's massive. That's that's like – I've seen before you get, like – is it grapefruit? Grapefruit size? Is that the common – that's one of the common uh, descriptors? Indicators, yeah. That's, that's, think about that. I mean, if you're if you're standing outside and you've got grapefruit-sized hail, ice falling. I mean, that's that's ridiculously dangerous. Now, the fortunate thing for us is that those we don't usually. You have to have very very strong uh, supercell storms to get that size of hail. So we're fortunate here that we do get supercells that move through here, but they're usually not conducive to. Anything greater than I would say, I, we probably could see uh, tennis ball-sized hail, possibly here. Yeah, no, absolutely. Which, is, which was, is substantial. That's what was in play yesterday. Yeah, we had a chance for that. Thankfully, the storms uh, deteriorated in terms of their strength. They were still pretty strong. We had some pea-sized hail here in Allen County, a little bit larger in some other locations. But otherwise, uh, we uh, had relatively unscathed in terms of hail. Uh, last evening, but that chance is there, but we're fortunate that it's not necessarily conducive in our, our area to have that size. Not saying it can't happen, it's just not uh, a high, high threat to have super large hail in northeast Indiana. Yeah, I've pulled up a report from that day I was talking about, uh, July 17th, 2003, the day that started it all for me. Uh, I was young. I was young. Was I six years old? No, I was about to turn six the next day. And I've got the full list of reports here from the Storm Prediction Center archive. It's really nice for us as meteorologists. If there's something we need to look up, it's there's an abundance of information. And that's that's what made it really nice in school when you had to look up some stuff. But here's a report from, from Cedar Lake. That wasn't far from where I lived. There's a report of one-inch hail there. Looks like another report of one-inch a little bit further to the east of where I was. It had to be larger than that. Here we go. Inch and a half, inch and three quarter. So that's that's really starting to push the size uh, that that really impact where I was. Here's Cook County, Illinois, just to my west, um, a little bit further north and west of where I was. But there's inch and three quarter. So certainly we saw some reports there of the type of hail I was talking about. So that's all significant. <laughs> it's all significant. Uh, like I said yesterday, we were talking about the risk of having two inch or greater. So that's pretty, that's pretty potent. But yesterday was an interesting day because it wasn't all stormy. It was. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. So we had we had some storms in the morning, from the from the round the night before. Then we had a really dry, awesome day, and then we had storms at night. I but, went out for a walk last evening just to take advantage of the sunshine and. We were in the mid-70s yesterday. Did you even see the storms coming when you were on that walk? No. No, it's like you, it's a, they were the still power of Mother Nature, you know? It was fantastic. And that was our first 70-degree day since October. That's incredible because we didn't only hit 70. We obliterated we 70. We obliterated 70. Where did we top out? 
77 was our highest. 77 degrees. That's pretty significant. We had been talking about as forecasters. Obviously, we 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 know that when we put out a forecast, we've talked about this before. When we got to that 60 degree line for the first time, there's always kind of this psychological. All right, that's the next big barrier. So you sit there and you say it's going to be 59 degrees. Right. Oh, it's in the 50s. But if you throw a six on there. Then it's 60. And when you're in February and March, it's, oh, 60. And then now you got to that same thing where it was 70. Next will be obviously 80 probably within the next month or so. I'd imagine maybe a month or two. I'm sure we'll we'll crack an 80 in there (laughs) somewhere. Um, We'll see. (laughs) But this was was a situation where all the the ingredients were there for a nice day, for a nice 70-degree day. And the warm front moved through. The, the power of the warm front. You have to you have to respect the warm front. Learn something from this podcast. Uh, maybe we'll learn it too because warm fronts have really overachieved so well, far this year. This year and, and probably in human history. Um, <laughs> man, man. I mean, I, I we left here Sunday and the data was spitting out low seventies, and we're kind of like, all right, some some morning. We were even skeptical on that because we uh, didn't. Uh, want to uh, get too ahead of ourselves, like you just mentioned, with a psychological right. And you had seventy degrees. You had a round of storms in the morning, and the question was, how long was that cloud cover going to linger? Just a lot of different variables that go into weather forecasting. So we left with a seventy degree forecast on Sunday night. I believe Greg then took it up Monday morning. Nicholas may have kept it the same. I think they they played the low seventies. I think we got up to the mid seventy. I think he went seventy three yesterday morning, or did he go higher than I think that? A little, little bit higher. I think he went seventy five. Did he? So he went seventy five. So by the time we got into that day one forecast, everything had come together. Yeah, especially when you know there was going to be some clearing and some sunshine with those strong winds coming in. Oh, not super strong at the time. It was a little bit breezy. Uh, up near 15 at times, but otherwise, uh, southwesterly winds, as we've talked about before. Couple that with sunshine, boom, warm air infection. Yeah, right. Sunshine and what gets us to 70s, mid 70s. With the presence of that storm system in the area, you had a lot of fuel there, a lot of instability in the atmosphere to get some pretty explosive thunderstorms. So, yeah, a little thunderstorm action last night. Actually, let's go back quickly sure. to the 70 degrees. Sure. Did you get outside yesterday? Uh, I took my trash out, yeah. What is wrong with you? I don't know. This is my Sunday. I was cooking yesterday. Last week we had the conversation that you are not a fan of 70 degrees and sun. You made fun of me for liking basically the exact weather we had yesterday. And I didn't go outside. What is is wrong with you? You walked outside to go get your garbage or throw out your garbage. Throw out my garbage. Actually, it was my recycling. Let's be be eco-friendly here. Um. I don't know. What did I do yesterday? I, I woke up. I went to Kroger early in the morning. That doesn't count as going outside. Got some sirloins. Came home. Did some laundry. Watched some TV. Did you open up the apartment at all? Did you have the windows open? No. No, I didn't. See, I've been working from home the last what? two days, which have been glorious because I've been uh, opening up my windows and having fresh air flow throughout my apartment. So even if I'm not outside, right. I'm still getting that fresh air. Right. For me, seasonal allergies suffer. A lot of times I, I defer to the air conditioning. Um, but 
what really got me yesterday after I cooked some dinner, I had the oven going and some stuff, so it was going to be a little bit warmer in the apartment, but my apartment was 77 degrees last night, and I went, whoa. <laughs> and then, of course, we've got a thunderstorm threat coming in, so I'm not going to sleep with the windows open last night, given that it was going to be severe thunderstorms. I like sleeping with the windows open when it's rain. That's kind of nice. But when there's a severe thunderstorm threat, I'm going to keep the windows closed. And I don't know. I, I turned the AC on for the first time this year. And I just felt it, man. I felt the money coming out of my wallet. <laughs> I am. That, that electric bill that just won't stay away. I am holding out on starting the AC as long as possible. And I will probably be okay with not using the AC for the next couple weeks. We'll tell you why in our What the Hail segment. What the hail? You want a cookie for that transition? That was a fantastic transition. That was really good. That's that, a segue. I need to get one of those and right just there. wheel around the station, wheel around the complex at my apartment. I dug uh, that. The, uh, the reason why I will be okay to not have my AC on is because after today, which we're supposed to get up near 70 degrees again, probably going to go out for another walk or run this evening, uh, our 8- to 14-day outlook is for well below average temperatures or favoring below average temperatures. By the end of the week, we're seeing highs in the 40s. There's going to be another front that moves through tonight that gets us down there. And uh, if you like the cool weather, like Joe, if you like the clouds, like Joe, well, you're going to be in luck. I'm happy to see it. I'm not ready to give way. <laughs> it's April. I love I love the summer when the summer happens. I just, I'm not quite ready for it yet. I'm not ready to That's go outside. You didn't get the snow you wanted this winter. I know. That's part of it. You're holding up for another big snowstorm, aren't you? It's part of it. That's, that's part of it. And, and So if we have another snowstorm, it's your fault. It's not going to happen, but... It's we're, we're 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 getting to the end of that window now. I mean, we could get a little one inch snowfall or something, but I don't see us getting pummeled with inches upon inches of snow in the coming weeks. Um, but yeah, there's definitely definitely some trends coming in that it's going to be pretty cool for the end of this week and then again into next week. I don't hate it. Sweatshirt weather, I dig it. You know, I'm I'm kind of annoyed when the first time you go outside in May and it's 80 degrees with a camera. And you come back from your little one-hour shoot, story shoot here at Wayne, and you're just covered in sweat. I'm not ready for that. Come on, man. Let's be real. I'm. I am not a fan of that. I don't think anybody is a fan of that. But I just as you just want to open up your patio or your balcony. Yes. Pour a glass of wine. Sit there and admire the sunshine. I know how you are. Every night. Every night. That's how you roll. I read a book. See. I'm a classy fellow. Well, I'm not. You're the one that got me a Frank Sinatra record. I did, but that was called friendship. <laughs> that was called That was called taking care of each other, right? Yes. It was entertaining, and yes, I do fire it up occasionally while I'm sitting out on my patio. Brotherhood. Yes. I'm sure you do. That's because you think you're you're some uh you think you're you're Okay, this is gonna be interesting. <laughs> you you have the illusion when you pour that glass of wine and it's sunny outside and you've got Sinatra growing, that makes you feel empowered. You're Who like, doesn't? I'm, <laughs> I got, I got the world by a string. Oh, I see what you did there. See, and you're just you're <laughs> ready to go, you know, and you're sitting there on the balcony and you're going, you know what? Forget today, 
I don't care what happened. I did it my way. You got any more? Well, that was that's pretty good. Not bad. Let's see what else we got. Frank, 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 Frank. All right, your time's up. You like me because I'm from Chicago. Moving on, moving on. But, yeah, the, the big cool down is on the way for the end uh, of this week and looks to be trending cooler still as we go into the next two weeks, essentially, seeing those below average temperatures. So if you were not ready to break out the shorts yet, you still got some time to wear the pants. That's right. That's how it should be. Moving on. Hits and misses. Well, I think we could get drafted, Adam. I think drafted. I think they're gonna call us up. Uh, we already been go? we already were drafted, but I think they're gonna call <laughs> us up to the major leagues, man. They're gonna call us up after this past weekend. This is another good temperature forecast for us. I think we were pretty good last well, last, was, last week. Yeah, last week was a little a little more challenging with a few things, but this weekend I'm talking about in the in the near term. Yeah, we held together. In the days one through four. Yeah, we've we've, we've held together pretty, pretty well. Good. This was a good this was a good forecast for us. I don't have a lot of complaints. Saturday had a little chance for some showers in there. That verified. Temperatures got pretty close. Sunday had uh, well Sunday was interesting because we had cloud cover. That was tricky. That was uh, you had mostly sunny on Saturday morning, and then I came in and trends were starting to show moisture sticking around a little bit longer. And that's where I threw the partly cloudy icon in there because the sun did come out by the late afternoon and evening a little bit. I'd say even by mid-afternoon, yeah, early afternoon. I mean, it was by 1 o'clock we had gone partly cloudy. I mean, and what was incredible was we went from completely overcast at 9 a.m. all the way to not a cloud in the sky by Sunday evening when I was driving downtown to Wells Street to pick up my Big Apple pizza. There wasn't a cloud in the sky. Was the pizza good? Was it up to your standards? Absolutely. Best in Fort Wayne. Good. Best in Fort Wayne. Big Apple Pizza. Hit them up. Um, really good weekend forecast for us, and things really held pretty consistent through this week, too. Yeah, the, we had the rain chances on Sunday. We were talking about rain chances on Monday, that they were going to be some storms. Um, it could be strong at times. Not severe. The bigger threat for severe was going to be on Tuesday, and we did have some severe thunderstorm warnings Tuesday night into early Wednesday morning, and we do have still... We were seeing trends. We mentioned it verbally uh, that there's going to be rain chances Wednesday night into Thursday. Those still appear to be on track as that front moves through. One miss we had this week was it. what we've kind of what we talked about. We were forecasting a, a high temperature of 70 degrees for Tuesday, which was yesterday. We're recording this on a Wednesday. So when we left here Sunday night, our forecast for yesterday, Tuesday, was 70 degrees. Uh, that overshot by seven degrees 77 again was our high i don't really care don't whether many it's 70 or 77 i know you're asking me about the fact that i i do <laughs> kind of like this, this unless you're like joe and you like the cold weather and you were upset that we were sunny i'm in not upset it's not it's not an upsetting thing it's just i don't know there's something about a cloudy day with some rain showers Sitting down with a guitar and a cup of coffee and making the blues happen. Describes you perfectly. That's what I do. <laughs> That's what I do. BB King yesterday. The thrill is gone. And the key of B minor. Good stuff, man. It's good stuff. We were rocking for about an hour yesterday. But that's, that's, that's self-quarantine, right? That's, that's what you got to do right now. Pick up a hobby. You've already had this hobby. Make it uh, better, though. Yes. Continue to grow that hobby. That's what's important. So we hit. 
We missed a little. Not too bad. Not too bad. Like at I all. said, I think I, I take it. I think I think Nicholas and Greg up in the major leagues. I think they're looking down, make, ready to make that call up. If they need us to fill in or anything. Kudos to those guys too. Um, yeah. Nicholas, last night we uh, we saw some of the coverage. So this is not us being super <laughs> nice to our boss. <laughs> We're not sucking up or anything. We're just saying it was it was good stuff. It was good. It was good coverage here. So it's not. It's good to see the. It's cool to see. It's cool to see, you know, I can turn on the news and there's severe weather and I see you up there and you're handling it. And it's I can learn from it. And then I can watch Nicholas last night. And while I only saw a few of his cut-ins, I can learn from it. I'm learning what the pacing's like, what what the situation's like. So it's nice to be able to see that no matter who I'm watching from our team, not only are you doing what you're supposed to be doing, obviously, but also... I'm taking stuff away from it. You can learn, and you also, obviously, we trust one another to be able to handle severe weather in those severe weather situations. And if if Nicholas were to need help last night, if there were to be more warnings that were spread out, one of us would have gotten the call. We were keep making the joke about being called to the big leagues. Right. But one of us would have gotten the call to come in and assist, work behind the scenes. Uh, if there were tornadoes, we would have been, uh, been more involved, of course, there as well. So it's all a team aspect, and we all learn from each other. We all help one another, and we all trust one another, uh, especially whenever uh, severe weather uh, moves into the area. Yeah, no questions asked. And that's what makes it fun being on a team here at Wayne 15. Yes, it is. So pretty topical question for us with our Pass the Forecast Inbox. It's the Pass the Forecast Inbox. Yeah, so uh, we've already mentioned the hail from last night, and we've been talking about hail a few times uh, recently as well, but uh, Jordan asks, what causes hail? Uh, this is a process that really need a severe thunderstorm and a strong updraft in. Uh, severe thunderstorms, that doesn't necessarily always have to be severe, but you need a strong thunderstorm. Well, Adam, what, what is an updraft? What is an updraft? Oh, that is the flow of air that helps to build the cloud in a very unstable atmosphere as those storms continue to grow. Yeah, yesterday was an interesting day uh, for hail production because you had a ton of storm energy and you had the ability to get fairly strong updrafts into the cloud. You also had, so think about how your temperatures cool with height in the atmosphere. So there's a level called the freezing level where you are at the freezing mark, 32 degrees Fahrenheit, zero degrees Celsius. That level will change given this season. Your freezing level is going to be a lot higher in the atmosphere in the summer when we have much more heating going on at the surface, a much lower freezing level in the winter. Yesterday, we had freezing levels that were in a pretty good height for us to be able to maintain medium to large sized hailstones as they fell from the the top of the cloud. Yeah, so basically... Trying it, to keep this as, yes. as straightforward as I can. Inside of a storm, there are water, droplets, and also there is ice in these stronger storms, especially higher up in these clouds. Ice, obviously, can be heavier. It starts to fall. And then this updraft, or as it falls, it starts to accumulate water on it, super-cooled water, as we like to say. And then it gets lifted back up and it starts to form into a ball as it 
continues to go up and down, continuing that process, however strong the updraft is, the longer this hailstone that's developing as these layers of ice and water mix will be hanging around in the cloud the larger that it gets. Eventually, gravity is going to overrule that updraft once that hailstone becomes a certain size. That could be pea-sized hail, like what we saw uh, the other evening, or it could be approaching tennis ball or uh, softball-sized hail, which obviously is a very, very strong updraft to hold that stone in the air for that long, and then that'll fall to the ground. So it's a combination of water and ice inside of these storms that keeps traveling back and forth between basically the two phases, and then it eventually falls down to the ground. Yeah, I couldn't answer that any better. Um, I'm sure we could have. Well, no, I mean, that's that should be pretty... If you really think about what Adam just said, that kind of paints the picture for you. Um, what would limit hail production? Perhaps not having as much energy to work with to get such a strong updraft. If there's not enough, if there's not enough, uh, or not a substantial amount of moisture in these that's, in these storms as well, too. That's one. If your freezing level was higher up. Uh, the, the hailstones would pass the freezing level. If they're smaller, they would just melt into raindrops on the way down. Like the pea-sized hail would easily, like it was melting on contact right. with the ground. It was very, you could hear it hit the windows and or so the roof. If we had a freezing level that was higher last night, those would have just come as rain. Yeah. Um, also, shear. Shear. I believe last night we had, we had a little bit of shear in the atmosphere. It wasn't insane. Which had which led to our low chances for tornadoes. Right, it was, it was there, but it wasn't. Now we're gonna have to explain shear. Right. Well, let's just move on. Forget that. <laughs> let's. Let, I'd love to do a podcast where we can kind of. We'll hit on shear. I'd like to talk about. Coming up. I would like to talk about the four ingredients: slim, shear, lift, instability, and moisture. The ingredients for severe weather. But I'd like to do it in a conversational format. Yeah. And a way to where we can explain these things without getting so technical. And that's, if you're listening to the podcast and you've heard a couple other episodes, that's where Adam and I are constantly trying to get better. We're on air. We figured out how to talk to each other. Uh, but it's the, it's the breaking down the more scientific topics and making them feel easier listening we want to be educational. We want to dig right. into it a little bit more than we can on air because, uh, frankly, we don't have the time to. Uh, so this is the outlet for that. But uh, we do want to also make sure, since you can't physically see us, to be able to explain these things in a manner that helps educate you so you can learn something new. Absolutely. So we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll keep talking about stuff, different topics as we get through the spring. I don't know. I think something that might have been discussed is maybe providing a little bit of a video or some sort of photo element to this uh maybe if there was a way to expand a little bit maybe with a diagram or something or we could share something on our social media that might help for those who would be a little more interested um but yeah that's where we're at yep, so if you have any ideas make sure to uh, if you if there's any topics you would think that you uh, want to know about of course questions you can send them into past the forecast at wayne.com and you can also leave comments and reviews on Apple Podcast and Spotify and let us know what you think if you want us to discuss anything else. So yeah, past the forecast at wayne.com one more time there for you. That's the email. Yes. That's the email. And also you've seen Adam and I on TV 
um, our emails pop up underneath our names. Social media, reach out to us there as well. Social media, our emails, reach out to us. Send something into Wayne. Wayne has a report it tab on the website if you really have a question, and we'll get an answer down here. So that's uh, that's what we've got on the rundown for today. What's uh, what's your plans for the rest of the week? It's your weekend. It's my weekend. Just Coming about. up on my weekend, unfortunately, it's not going to be 70 and sunny. <laughs> uh, both of those days happened while I was working, but I'll be able Good. to get out this evening. How dare you? Uh, I'll be probably uh, sitting out on my patio enjoying some beverages. See, told you. Enough Sinatra playing on the, on the turntable. It's going to be chillier. I'll probably have a couple more layers on, but... If it's going to be sunny out, I'll do it. I haven't really sat on my patio much at all. I used to not. And then over the last, uh, say, year, I've started doing it more. You've got a view at your apartment, though. That's why I picked it. You've got you've got a little bit of a... I have sunset out in the distance. Yeah, a little sunset. You've got a little pond in front of you. Now, the trade-off is, is that sun beams, the afternoon sun beams right. in my apartment. So you're talking about it being 77. About a year ago, my apartment was 90 degrees because my AC was broken. So. Oh, man. <laughs> that was not fun. I didn't have the option for my apartment. I got what they had. Um, it faces a cornfield. That's a view. <laughs> not really. <laughs> uh, there's, there's, so, there. so there's a – in the springtime, you get a lot of rain, and it kind of builds up in the field. So I kind of joke. I go out there, and I'm like, hey, it's Lake Struess. Or it's, it's – uh, it's the pond of Joe out there, or something like that, because that's my it's my waterfront property. Those are working prop- titles, right? They're right. Not, nothing final. Right. It's okay. my waterfront property. <laughs> it's my waterfront property gotcha. in, in the in the court in the farm field behind my apartment. Now you just but. can't take a ski do out there. A, a what? A ski do? A what? You can't a jet ski. It's not speaking my language. Jet, you don't know what a jet ski? Oh my god! Yes, I know what a jet ski is, that's but I, I, I didn't know what a ski do is. It's a brand of jet ski. Wouldn't know that. You could put me on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and <laughs> I would have no idea. Phone a friend. I would probably have to phone you in that instance. I th- I saw the water out there, and my first thought was, man, why can't that be there in the winter? And then I could go skate on it, but it's not my property. Of course it was. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go play a little pond hockey on a guy's farm field. Why would I do that? You could. That but that would happen- not be. Uh, that would not happened. be right. That would be right. We got Survivor tonight. Your boy almost made it that. back last night. My man, Boston Rob. Keeping an eye on that. Last, not last night, last week. It's nice to have Survivor when there's not sports. Not that Survivor is a athletic event, but because it's actually, it's kind of got some athletic sides to challenges, it. Yes. Yeah, the challenges. But it's <laughs> like there's, there's, it's nice to have something that is coming out on a weekly basis that was filmed a while ago. We've still got, what do you think, about five weeks left of it? Five, six Usually weeks? Usually mid-May is whenever it ends. Yeah, so we should still have some time. It's nice to at least have something to look forward to. That, Like, I know some shows have canceled their production now. They're just going to end their seasons early based on whatever they had. Um, it's nice that this was already completed and is, is able to keep coming out like this. I'll be interested to see. What are they going to do for the the live reunion show? Well, we got to figure out how things are progressing because that's usually in the middle of May. Right. Uh, it's usually in New York. No, it's usually in L.A. I've seen it in both. No, you haven't. No, I'm positive I've seen it in both. It might have been in New York one year. It's been in L.A. for the last at least 15 seasons. No, I, I'm fairly positive. We're not looking this up right now. I have to look this you up. You haven't right now. you've just now started rewatching the show. 
you're not going to believe me that it's been in Hollywood, California for the last. This is why people don't talk to you about the show because you're very, you're very confident about it. I'm confident that I know where the finale has been. Ha, 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 ha. I'm not saying it hasn't ever been in New York. I'm saying Here for it at is. least the last 15 seasons, it's been in L.A. Here it is. Well, there it was. We've got to add. The reunion show was held back and forth between New York City and L.A. And then, to your point, the last several seasons appear to have been in L.A. So, we can both be right. We're it's both okay. right. But like I said, you're very confident about Survivor. You're very confident about it. Yes. And it's bothersome. I've watched every season. It's bothersome to those people who like certain contestants. Because you have this you have this You don't think You have I, this knowledge of the game. You don't think I like Boston Rob? You have this No, you don't. You hate him. No, I don't. You've never said anything positive about that man to because me. Because I know it gets under your skin. <laughs> Right. Is up now. Well, you can watch it on Wayne 15 tonight. <laughs> Little plug there for the CBS station. That's us. Ha, ha, ha. That's all. That's all I got. That's all I got. All right. Well, we'll see who gets voted out tonight. Tribe is spoken. This uh, tribe has been spoken on this uh, podcast. <laughs> Let's roll. We'll see you next time as we try to be 15%. Right about the weather this week. See ya. This has been Past the Forecast Podcast from Wayne 15.